Hello. Oh yeah. How you doing? How's it going, lad? Yeah, no bad, 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 no bad. Hmm, good. I've got a very funny setup over. Yeah, you seem to be side on. What's uh talk me through it, my G. Um so I'm on I've got my phone is propped up on an alarm clock and a pile of sticky notes. Right. And then I've got this, so my work desk. Yeah. That's got screen. And then on top of the laundry hamper, I brought in the other laptop so I can pull up a stream of the Liverpool Um oh. We we will be doing the whole NFC. Um, Ed will be taking the NFC North. Max, you have the NFC South, right? Are you recording? Well, yeah, I always just start recording, oh. don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've got the NFC South, I believe. Yeah. Um, I've got the NFC West, and then apologies from Sam, who uh, would have loved to have been here, but then realised he had to talk about Carson Wentz for any more than 14 seconds. So, you know, he's he's gone. He's he's fucked off. He don't care about yeah. the listeners. That's, that's Sam's prerogative, not caring about the NFL fandom. I mean, he, what he said to us was word for word, he said, he said to us, look, I tend to put myself before, like, the podcast. I just don't consider it that important a part of my life. So, I mean, we're here. Yeah. And we're, the bread, we're the bread and butter of the podcast. Who's bread and who's the butter? Um, I guess as the host, you're the bread. No, but I, I, feel like, uh, I feel like I'm a little bit more slippery than bread. I feel... <laughs> There are slippery types of bread. Not oh, are there really? Are there really slippery types of bread? Yeah. Um Brioche has been in the shower. <laughs> Unbelievable. Underwater for catcher. <laughs> Is that slippery? I feel like that's more um if you throw it at a wall it'll end up sticking. Navy rye. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What's up, Ed? Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, How are you doing? Excuse me, I'm enjoying the one part of the evening at Anfield where they make any noise. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, you're 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 allowed to you're allowed to listen to the one bit yeah, of noise yeah. that Liverpool will be producing all afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Other than at full time, they'll do a polite clap. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, we've we've accidentally laterally changed this podcast into a uh, into a sort of loosely based football podcast. We need to be a loosely based American football podcast. That's yeah, that's a good point. Shall we um shall we get cracking with the NFC roundups, everyone? So as as I sort of mentioned, Max has got the NFC South, Ed has the NFC North, I've got the NFC West, and because Sam has decided that you're all shit. And that he hates all of you for listening to the show. We're not even going to touch on the NFC East. So there you go. That Why doesn't seem fair. <laughs> no, it's it's no. <laughs> we'll 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 cover them. We'll we'll sort of split the duties between. We'll take one two weeks, but we're yeah. not talking about Washington. Sounds good. That's all fair. Right. Yeah. Okay. Seems like a pretty decent place to start, given how we started the AFC episode that we cover the team playing in the big game and the Super Bowl. Rams, but first, 
Hello, 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 and welcome to Stiff Upper Lip Podcast, the NFL Just seems like spiritually, We are in partnership with Gridiron Extra, and we are returning for our third season. So yeah, on we begin with me, Ed. Me, Emma. I'm Sam. I'm Max Saito. And I'm Tom. I hate you choke on that wasabi, you piece of shit. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are back with the NFC episode. If you missed it, our AFC one came out last week, and we are going to start with the LA Rams. And, well, they've certainly made the biggest splash of free agency to me. Bobby Wagner joining from the Seattle Seahawks, which now means that their defense contains 99 Aaron Donald or, you know, that guy, as Urban Meyer would like to address him as. Bobby Wagner, the probably safest tackler in the entire NFL for linebackers. And Jalen Ramsey. What a way to start your Super Bowl defense. Then they extended Matt Stafford. They, um, you know, ended up re-signing Joe Noteboom. Re-signed Matt Gay. Big news, re-signing John Walford. Alan Robinson. Pretty, pretty tasty. Alan, what? What? Yeah, they picked Robinson. Alan Robinson. When? <laughs> when the fuck did that happen? <laughs> they lost because. Oh shit! They, they did. Sorry, my bad. I just I saw the blue and red of bears on my uh, over the cap and just immediately like blanked it from my memory. But yeah, Alan Robinson like shows up as well. So yeah, they did lose um, Beckham probably and, and Woods. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and they, well, Woods has gone to the Titans and then uh, they also lost Von Miller, but like, I don't think that they were really expecting to keep Von Miller. I think he sort of went there to win a ring and then disappeared again. But, you know, I'd say that's a pretty decent free agency. Shoring up your linebacker core, getting a wide receiver that's, you know, good, um, and keeping hold of your best assets. That's, that's, yeah. is, is, Alan Robinson and Bobby Wagner are sort of they're sort of guys who are probably recognised as being probably past their peak. Maybe Alan Robinson could have like a career resurgence, but you know, Bobby we, Wagner's knocking on a little bit, isn't he? So we 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 could have said that with OBJ and Von Miller and look how that turned out. Yeah, we could like, have said that think... with Matt Stafford. Could have said that like it's it's just not it's not how it goes. Okay, but so we were wrong about like three guys, so we should never try and suggest it again. Is that what you're saying? No, I just think they've earned the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, like I mean, yeah, I, I think they'll be them and, and the Bucks are the clear Super Bowl favorites from the NFC. But I don't know. There's a reality in which they don't live up to the hype, possibly. But this is stemming purely from one of my biggest agendas, potentially. What's your What's your agenda? Go on. You should know. You should know what my biggest agenda has been. So. Matthew Stafford's not very good. Matthew Stafford's only benefited from having decent wide receiver play for one year of his career, and as a result, he won a ring. Calvin John, you heard it. Yeah, consistent footballer. Matthew Stafford famously winning as many rings as uh, both of the Packers' good quarterbacks in their history. So you know, is that that's not what we're talking about? No, I know, but if you're gonna if you're gonna agenda me, we've not had this opportunity <laughs> to have you eat your own words, mincing about over there, you bastard. Yeah. I've never said wasabi pee. I'm not eating my own words. <laughs> 
but yeah, there you go. That's that's your stuff. Um, I appreciate, I appreciate the double down of Matt Stafford still not good enough. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's a brilliant stance. He can't he can't carry a team. <laughs> he doesn't need to. They've just got Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald on the same defense. I told I told you the Rams are like joint Super Bowl favorites. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> they were um, like joint Super Bowl favorites with Jared Goff back there. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe so. Big news, though, is that Johnny Hacker has left, and I think that we go straight over to Max in the NFC South to talk about where he's gone, Max. Keep pounding. (laughs) (laughs) The Carolina Panthers. Um, Honestly, the funny thing about the Panthers has just been like a succession of (laughs) like bizarre sound bites that have been coming out from their camp. This uh, off season, like where Matt Rule said he needed to hire a rock star offensive coordinator to save his job, and then he signed Ben McAdoo, who <laughs> came in and immediately said, "Oh yeah, Sam Donald's our star." Oh, sh- I shouldn't have said that, <laughs> which is really good. And then, um, and then of course you had today. David Tepper was like, "I found out that maybe I'm the." Oh, he, what did he say? He was like, "I found out that maybe I don't know as much as I think I do," or, or something like that. Or he was like, "I'm." I don't know. It was it was one of those things where it's like you don't need to be that honest. Um, in terms of like key additions and losses, um, Stephon Gilmore's yeah he didn't do too much, but he's gone to the Colts. You bring in Matt Ioannidis, Hassan Reddick, the aforementioned Johnny Hecker, um, and here's a real list of characters: Rashad Higgins, Damian Wilson, who was just arrested, Austin Corbett. Uh, Xavier Woods, we resign. I don't know Zane Gonzalez. I don't know. This team's not. This team isn't going anywhere in a hurry. Like <laughs> the quarterback's still Donald. Cam Newton's gone, and maybe they bring in Baker Mayfield as competition. Maybe they draft a rookie. I don't think we need to spend too much time talking about the Panthers because we're not going to during the regular season. Last week, <laughs> you know, they'll start. They'll start four and one. And they'll finish. I don't know. Six and eleven at best. Is it uh, is it interesting that in what was considered the most stacked like quarterback draft class of of maybe like the last few decades when it comes to actual talent coming into the first round, both of the first two quarterbacks picked uh, now potentially looking at playing for the same below middling Panthers team. It just feels like really. It just feels like both of them have just had such a, a weird trajectory and both of them have somehow been drawn to the black hole that is Carolina. Are you implying that like Bank of America Stadium is some sort of like draft <laughs> storm drain? <laughs> and, like all the guys that get washed away. There are storm drains going in the third round <laughs> to the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They're not the they're not the storm drain, they're the great that catches the Detritus on its way out. The cattle grid. That's what <laughs> and to be are. fair, Baker Mayfield is. I think we can all agree that Baker Mayfield is a, a lot better than Sam Donald. Just I thought you were going to say. Man. I think we can all agree. <laughs> we're just in the I thought you were going to say. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say, oh, and Baker Mayfield, you know, I mean, we can all see that he, he might be a floater. 
Oh. <laughs> you might be kicking. Boo! <laughs> I'm quite glad that I, I'm so glad that I almost managed to do you in with this Baker Mayfield Sam Darnold with just innocent men clip. Alright. <laughs> Ed, we're going to go to the north. Who do you oh, want to shit, talk you, about? You got the, I, cu- I couldn't hear it. It was... Oh, shit. Yeah. Hang on, I'll do, I'll do a retrospective laugh. Brilliant <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Can we crop that? Yeah, I think that we should. Um, can I talk about the most talent-poor team potentially in the NFC? <laughs> Which one? There's three of them in your division. No, it's the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Ooh. Is Emma going to kill you for that? Maybe. Let's go. I mean, pot- potentially, but like, again, like the, the, the Matt, and, Matt and Ryan team, I mean, it's a fire sale in Chicago, right? They've lost James Daniels. They've lost, um, what do you call it, Alan Robinson. They've lost a pulse. Um, the guy they picked up, Byron, Je- have you, Byron Pringle. Have you heard the Byron Pringle story? Yeah, Byron Pringle's re- been arrested, right? Yeah, he's arrested for uh, driving without a license. It turns out he was doing donuts with a child in the car. Oh my fucking god! He should never have put. <laughs> um, yeah. And the other thing about the Bears I saw today was <laughs> the Bears are like getting a lot of questions about trades for Roquan Smith that have already been answered by our we are not trading Roquan Smith uh, not Roquan Smith Robert Quinn press conference <laughs> you don't come out and say like oh by the way just so you know we're actually not trading Robert Quinn without this well there's smoke right <laughs> yeah well you look at that team and you think it's ba- it is basically Robert um, Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith left other than like Justin Fields like I wouldn't be surprised if they were bottom of the NFC this year with the amount of talent they've just sort of expunged. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at this on, yeah, on over the cap. Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman both left and haven't been re-signed. Yeah, yeah. But, but the good thing is, is that they replaced Jimmy Graham and Jesse James with uh, Jimmy O'Shaughnessy and Ryan Griffin. So there you go. That's their uh, white, uh, wide, rec- uh, white tight end quota. Their white yeah, end and, quota. And they don't even have a first round pick. Yep. Um, what, a, what, a, what a glorious time it is to be a Chicago Bears fan. <laughs> they have the um, accepted wisdom right now in the NFL. is like, you've got like the most valuable commodity in the world. <laughs> Honestly, the, the NFL right now is like the one thing that teams tend to accept is like the most valuable commodity you can have is a talented young quarterback on a rookie contract. And it's like just you got to like stack up weapons around him as soon as possible. The Bears are like, no, dude. <laughs> we're no, going to we pay our quarterback down. before we build a team. No, we don't. We're going to put out a team that's significantly less talented than the Ohio State offense. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh it's honestly, I don't know. I don't know how they haven't had more flag for this because no one is coming out there and saying like this Chicago team is bereft of talent. But you look at it and you think, my word, well, like, it's it, Darnell Mooney. It's because of the fact that the Bears have been such a, a a charisma and entertainment vacuum for the past like fifty years. It feels like that almost like them being talent poor is fine. Who cares? 
They're going to be the same Bears team as they've been since 2018, at least. We haven't even mentioned that they traded Khalil Mack. Yeah. Unbelievable. They did keep the same Browns in division, though. They they signed (laughs) Equinemius. Woo! Isn't that nice? Yeah, they also signed Trevor Simeon as well to back up Justin Fields when he gets blown up by another really unnecessary hit that he's going to eventually take because they don't have an O-line because they sent it all to the Steelers. This is one of my biggest uh, on-my-radar things in the whole NFL is the fact that for some reason Justin Fields takes like eight times more enormous hits than anyone else. (laughs) Some of them are dirty and some of them aren't. It's not quite a combination of like, like for some reason guys don't like him and it's not quite like, oh, he doesn't know how to take a hit. It's somewhere in between. Like, people seem to leave a bit extra on him. Weird. It's like, who was that guy who um, played, converted from quarterback to wide receiver for the Browns in, like, 2016? Uh, Terrell Pryor. Terrell yeah. Pryor. Yeah. Remember Terrell Pryor was, like, the most unpopular guy in the world and no one really could knew why? Justin Fields is kind of going down that road. <laughs> <It's bizarre. laughs> it is a little bit weird. Um, all right. My plan for the NFC East, so that we don't leave them till last and we don't spend too much time, is we lightning round them. Um... Who wants what team in the NFC East? So we can just get them all out of the way in one big bulk and then move on to things that are way more exciting, like the Saints, for example. Who wants who? You, you pick first. You're the host. Pick your favourite team. Um. All right. Well, uh, favourite team, really? I'm going gonna... <laughs> to... Okay. Bagsy, okay. um, Giants. Yeah, I'll go Philly in that case. Okay, right. I'll take the Cowboys and we'll just move on. So, um, Dallas signed James Washington, signed Dante Fowler, got Michael Gallup back in, Malik Hooker re-signed. A lot of it has been re-signing players that they already had. Demarcus Lawrence, Leighton Van Der Esch, Jerome Kearse, uh, Brian Anger re-signs, Jeremy Sprinkle re-signs. Um... They lost Keanu Neal, Amari Cooper, uh, and Malik Turner, Randy Gregory. Like those four guys, pretty important to how they operated. Um, well, three Jeremy of them anyway. Sprinkle. No, no, fucking no. <laughs> uh, Keanu Neal, I think, will probably be the biggest loss of everyone that they've lost this off season, really, because he contributed in a sort of hybrid role that. Um, Dan Quinn seemed to really like. Uh, Cedric Wilson went to the Dolphins. Just a lot of like, we are going to keep hold of what we what we have. Um, they at least got rid of the confusing tight end room of um, Blake Jarwin. Yeah, because now they've just got Schultz and it'll be way easier to point out who's who because Jarwin's gone. But other than that, there's not really much. I'd say for the Cowboys, pretty regular. We're gonna, we are gonna revel in the Trayvon Diggs year coming up. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, like two and a half thousand yards allowed. <laughs> Twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna somehow break both the yards allowed and hold interceptions record. Yeah, he's gonna be the only guy that's gonna like stand a chance of breaking the interceptions like career stat. And also simultaneously be one of the worst cover cornerbacks that has ever done it. Crazy. 
it's a rare, a rarefied statistical footprint already. In his career. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do love it. This is going to be a John Boys video in twenty five years. I'm telling you. Yeah. All right. Uh, who wants? Who wants next? Giants or Eagles? Should we go Eagles? Because they're a bit better. Sounds good. All right. Shoot. Um, I think the big thing that the Eagles did was, uh, well, I mean, the classic thing in uh, the sort of Howie Roseman era is not being able to admit your mistakes. So the classic is like re-signing Derek Barnett and letting Hassan Reddick go just when he was breaking out. Classic Philly style. Re-signing Fletcher, Fletcher Cox. Like, I thought the that Reddick, of... Wait, I thought that Reddick went from the Panthers to the Eagles, right? Where's that? Yeah. Yeah, Reddick. Oh shit! Yeah, I've got that wrong. Sorry. Yeah, in that case, well, I mean, signing, re-signing Derek Barnett is still a mistake. Atypical um, type of moves for the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you're attempting to improve? I mean, they once them, they once again see themselves like pick up a dirt cheap linebacker rather than draft one in Kezia White, but he could be pretty good. Uh, they've re-signed Fletcher Cox to a one year. Sparking things that everyone thinks they're going to take a defensive tackle in this draft. Uh, yeah, that's it. And obviously, we we on this podcast, I know we've said it before, but owe Nick Sirianni a bit of an apology because he is working miracles there. Yeah, that they're is true. They're going to be a one insanely milk toast operation next year. <laughs> of, yeah, of course they are. They are the most sort of like granary bread organization. <laughs> <laughs> in the getting NFC real, at the moment. Getting a real Got as good a chance as any of winning the division. <laughs> I know. Oh. Alright. And Max, go on, you boys in blue. The G What on earth did they do? They brought in Tarod, yeah. That's gonna help. Um They've lost uh, Nate Solder and Billy Price. Okay. Alright, fine. Evan Ingram left for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who we paid eight hundred million pounds a day. Uh, Will Hernandez left as well. Do you remember when Will Hernandez was like came in as like a really highly rated guard? Um, I mean, this is just like a laundry list of just like random guys you remember, like John Ross, Jabril Peppers left, Devontae Booker is gone. Um, Kyle Rudolph, Logan Ryan, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, just random guys. It doesn't really mean anything. And do, you when Jake, do you remember when people thought Jake Fromm could have been, like, maybe even, like, a, a first-round pick in the, in the was, draft that you... And then he threw one awful interception and his entire career went down the swan, eh? Played 10% of the giant snaps last year, including a fucking QB sneak on third down inside of his own, like inside of his team's own red zone, and now he's been caught. This is going to be a team that's just, like, stuck in the mud, just, like, spinning <laughs> its tyres. It's going to have no... Like, it's going to have, like, one of the worst, really, offensive lines, I would imagine, in the league, um, which is not going to help Daniel Jones, who probably this time next year is going to be in a situation of, like, Carson Wentz was in Philadelphia, I can imagine that. And, yeah, this uh, post-Eli... I mean, I don't know what deal... Eli Manning did with the devil, but the, the Giants are paying the price right at the moment because they had some weird. They captured lightning in a bottle with <laughs> Eli Manning twice, um, and potentially it's never going to happen again. Yeah, it's not looking good. Um, I didn't realize Sterling Shepard was twenty nine. 
Yeah. I thought that he was still like 25, 26, but now I've just seen that they re-signed him. He's 29 years old. Lingard effect. It is. <laughs> Theo Walcott all over again. <laughs> um, I guess we probably should talk about them just like briefly. It's not even Theo yes. Walcott. It's, it's Aaron Lennon. um all right the the commanders now um take command they they brought in fa obada carson wentz and re-signed jd mckissick and pretty much carson wentz leaving the fa obada was the headline well this is what i'm talking about this is what i'm talking about fa you guys talk about him so much for no reason i'm just i literally what i did was i read it from one, two, three on over the cap. If you wanna, if you wanna take it up with your own fucking bullshit, then you can. But uh, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> um, I'm. But other than that, you... it, there was nothing. Like they lost guys: John Bostick, Adam Humphreys, <laughs> John Bostick. Yeah. They lost Ricky Seals-Jones, for God's sake. Yeah, they lost Brandon Shave to the Jags, Matt Ioannidis to the uh, to the Panthers. That's, that's it, really. Just do you think? Do you think to... you'd quit on the spot if you were like if someone was? Like, oh yeah, you're being drafted, in Washington. Do you just be like, nope, I'm going to go into car sales? Um, <laughs> until they sort out their field, probably yeah. If they sort out their field, like... then I'd at least take the money and run. Um, one thing that I like the, that's essentially the, what the job title is, isn't it? Take the money and run. Like, <laughs> um, speaking of running, JD McKissick almost did a runner to the Buffalo Bills and then pulled a sort of Randy Gregory style U turn for ten percent of the money and signed resigned back with the Commanders. He was so close to escaping the hellhole that is Dan Snyder football. And then he just, you know, and then they, he decided they, that he'd rather take less money, play on a, a field fact. more likely to kill his ACL, and build further away fact, from a ring. Please, please, I've got a really important point to make. Little known fact about JD McKissick: the JD stands for Just Dance 2016. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. I would also we promised we talk about it in the AFC episode. Um, Brian Fitzpatrick has not been re-signed by the team. <laughs> Oh, he hasn't. That's that's a dagger to my heart. I'll be partying hardy tonight. <laughs> the demise <laughs> of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Alright. Um do you wanna go snaking our way across, considering that over the top <laughs> does have a, a little thing. Um Ed NFC North, who do you want to talk about? Um, shall we talk about Detroit? Go on. Let's uh, they've done a lot. Yeah, I'm just I'm just getting it up now. I was I was a bit unprepared to talk to talk about the Lions, so you'll have to just give me a moment. I thought I thought it was going to go one back. One name there. for you. One name for you. Kadaro Hodge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tim Boyle yeah. resigned, thankfully. I just I don't know what to make of this Detroit Lions team because it. it I think the the more needs to be said about they still were very talent poor. Like for all the sort of excitement and the rebuild effect with Dan Campbell there, they aren't a a team that you would consider to be stacked Good. with talent. 
Yeah, and they do have a lot of trouble bringing in free agents, right? Like, re-signing Alex Anzalone might be the highlight of their free agency in all seriousness. And it's... They got Mike Hughes from the Chiefs. Well, they must have had to fight off a lot of competition for that one. (laughs) (laughs) 31 teams clamouring for that signature. They've brought back former released first round pick Jared Davis. Yeah. And, I mean, that's madness. That's weird. That's just bizarre. It's, yeah. Like, the Lions are making that place into a place where a competitor might want to go. But at the moment, it's just guys who can't make it on other rosters. The Lions are going to be, for the second year running, like the most talked about, like like lauded two or three win team again. Um, Because it's Jared Goff starting, we're going to very much find out what his limitations are. Like, we don't already know them off the back of our hands. And then we're going to be seeing the the man who gained the name Laser Show at Packers training camp, Tim Boyle. And uh, the third bloke, David Blau. Will, I think that the, the sort of biggest talking point for the Lions, with the NFL draft being tomorrow as of the time of recording, will the Lions use that number two pick to take a quarterback? Maybe Malik Willis? No, no. that would be stupid. That would be the so only. Stupid. Yeah, I mean, they are as all in as it's possible to be on Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. So if he goes Which to I the think Jags, it's stupid as well. I do think it's dumb because just because he went to Michigan, like okay. Well, I mean, it's gonna, not quite like, as dumb as it's not it? quite as dumb as the Jags going for Trayvon Walker with miles less game tape over Kayvon yeah. Thibodeau because of completely fabricated concerns about his attitude. Even though, from what I've seen, Kayvon Thibodeau seems to be the most well-spoken, most mature-headed guy in the entire draft. How's he got the attitude problem? Why are Jacksonville not going to take him? What is this stupid fucking franchise? There's honestly, like, this draft, and it's been said to death, but there's a real, like, dearth of properly good talent, like, properly stemmed out top ten talent. Like, if I was a Lions, I would try and move back to number two, but they've not got any takers. Yeah, no one wants to move up. I mean, if we, like the thing with this draft this year is it's not a it's not a bad draft class. Like just because it has no decent QBs doesn't mean it's a bad draft class. But like all of the good players are at positions that aren't of great value. Mm-hmm. Like Cal Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum are two of the best prospects that I've seen since I've been covering American football, and they are a center and a safety. <laughs> so they just don't have the value. But I, I, yeah. I suppose we've. Sort of, they also the positions that there are good players. There seems to be a lot of great players. Like the positions where there is talent, there's lots of it. The positions where there isn't any talent, there's absolutely none of it. So like wide receiver, what tight end? Where who's who's the tight end? Yeah, precisely. I can't see a tight end going before round three. Well, no, this is what I mean. Like there isn't any good talent, or. There is too much talent, which means that every good player is just going to get taken where they're taken. Like wide receiver, for example. There's about 20 guys, it feels like, that could easily go in the first couple rounds. Nobody's going to trade up for one of these slew of wide receivers. Nobody's going to trade up for them because they're just going to fall. One of them will fall. They wouldn't trade into the top 10, but a team like the Chiefs might trade up and start the mid teams or higher. 
But even yeah, still, like, I mean, the Chiefs are still going to get the opportunity to to pick like one of maybe the sixth best wide receiver who in another year could have easily been the best wide receiver of a class. It'd be silly to know. trade up for me for like anyone. Just stay where you get, stay where you are, unless it's stay Bill Belichick. Or drop back. Yeah, who hates? Yeah, Bill Belichick hates fifth round picks, so he trades away. Oh. What 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 was that noise, Tom? He doesn't know fi- what it was. I think that my fire alarm's going off. Hang on. Just bear with me, just a quick second, everyone. I mean, I'll talk briefly if I can, then I'll 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 go on a major tangent and say that I was on um, the franchise thirty three, our sister podcast. Hamburg. Yesterday, yeah, I was I was chosen. They've never asked me on. <laughs> yeah, it's because they know you. Um, <laughs> and we, yeah, we we sort of came to the conclusion that like we, it, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see eight wide receivers go off the board in the first round. Which it's possible? I think eight would be on the higher end of the scale, but it is possible. I mean, one in every five picks was a wide receiver. Under over eight wide uh, eight point five wide receivers. I'm I'm taking the over. Oh wait. In the first round. In the first round. I I I hang my hat on eight, but I'm not going. I'm not going as high as nine. But uh, can I push? You can push. You sure? Yeah, eight and a half for me (laughs) on the dot. All right, Um, Max, go back to you because we're we're snaking. Who in the NFC South do you fancy? Um, when you say fancy, do you mean take a liking to? Because that's a tricky question. I don't think I have a good answer for it. Um, let's talk about um, ATL, the Atlanta Falcons, um, a team who lost their quarterback, uh, Matt Ryan, and now they've got Marcus Mariota as the presumed entrenched starter. That's, I don't love yep. that for them. <laughs> you ever notice how Marcus Mariota does look a bit like a bird? I'm trying to imagine Marcus Mariota in my head, but all I'm coming back with is Thibaut Courtois. <laughs> Another very bird-like man. <laughs> and he really looks like Big Bird from Sesame Not Big... Uh, who's the who's the beakish one from Sesame Street? <laughs> Big Bird? There's one... No, no, no. There, there's, like, the yellow guy with the... Uh, A big If I Google Courtois Sesame Street, I'm definitely going to get it. Bit. Or yeah, he early. does like bird. He looks a little bit like bird. Yeah. Although beakish yellow, it's still just big. <laughs> Again, bird. you're still the yeah. big bird. No, <laughs> you know the one that's like it's kind of large and he's got wings. Yeah, he loves <laughs> it loves feathers. Could yeah. be bit or big bird. Prolific egg layer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So they've lost Matt Ryan. Um, they lost Dante Fowler. Yeah, Marcus Mario has come in. They've picked up a couple of guys from the Bears, like everyone has, uh, <laughs> including Jermaine Fetty and uh, Demir Bird, so that's good. <laughs> um, I guess they re-signed uh, Cordero Patterson, which is going to be is like the the single best, like, <laughs> yeah, makes sense for both parties re-signing. Um, absolutely no questions from me there. Same goes for Young Waku, I guess, uh, but, you know. Oh. Realistically, what does it really mean? <laughs> who, the, obviously, Calvin Ridley doesn't sound like he's going to be playing next year. So, I ask you, who is? It's going to be Cordero Patterson and Marcus Mariota in the backfield, which actually 
there's a way you could convince yourself that'd be quite exciting, and it might be for a, a game and a half before something happens to Mariota. Um, the wide receiver core is scant, bereft. They lost Russ Gage as well. Like they've got it's no the one. Isn't isn't Zacchaeus their first, their wide receiver one? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's a might be. Um, they well, obviously no, they lost. Go. I mean, they got Auden Tate. If oh. you want to consider him. <laughs> oh, and I, I should forget as well. They lost the most important piece of free agency, Jorge Oluwakan, to the Chakwas. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. The the worst the worst loss. draft decision. Yeah, a brutal crippling loss to the interior of that defense. <laughs> um, they did it. They did get uh, the Sam and Eric Andre hybrid of Anthony Ferkser to cover for their tight ends. So checks Great. out. Great. I mean, <laughs> honestly, like, oh, really- I, I wish I wish Arthur Smith nothing but. The best of luck this year because they're gonna potentially need it. Just reigniting the Mariota and uh, Fixer connection that they formed over in Tennessee. Tennessee. It's just yeah, like you know when you think of all of the great quarterback receiver connections, you think you know um, Chase and Burrow. You think Fields and probably Olave if the Bears decide to go wide receiver. You think Fixer and Mariota? Mm-hmm. I'm actually was more of a Fasano and Mariota kind of guy. Ah, oh, I see. Only Fasano, yeah. <laughs> I think the, what I think about Marcus Mariota is like instead of throwing dimes, he's like rolling pennies along the ground. <laughs> and then yeah. running after. They're going to be they're going to be in contention for the number one overall pick. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to be one of the teams that we've already covered. That's for sure. Oh. All right. Are they are they taking a QB? Because I think that is a, probably a worthy conversation to have. Are they taking a QB? Ridder sounds like he could be there. What, what are they in the second round? Uh, they've got an earlier pick in the top ten. Mm. I, think it, I think it's pick seven. See, I still um, don't think anyone would want to trade up into that space. I mean, you're you're getting into the assumed value of Malik Will there. Mm. I think. I don't. If you've not sold on any of these guys, there's no point in taking using a top ten pick on them. What you might want to do is, if you want to take a flyer on a guy, is you could trade back and in, into the bomb of the first. Who is going to be trading up? No, no. But I'm saying the Falcons will, will at the end of the first round trade back into the first round. Oh, and take a guy like trading thirty-one or, or thirty-two on. They could probably get. If we're hearing you know people don't have that. They don't have thirty players in the first round. Great, so. It probably wouldn't be too hard to trade back into the first round. And then you can get someone and, and you have that extra year of control if things go well. So, yeah, it's, it's possible that the Falcons could do it. And that would certainly add... Because I don't know who their backup quarterback is behind Mario. Like, um, well, it was Josh Rosen, but he's been caught. So, mm. I don't think they have one, actually. Just Good night, my sweet prince. Yeah, they, they lost AJ McCarron as well, which, who cares? But, yeah. Matt Schaub is... Still there, but he's not in what could be described as a state fit to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the yeah. backup is former Florida Gator, uh, and I think sometime Detroit Lion Felipe Franks. So that's oh, great. That's not all right. Let's move on um, to a team that does have a quarterback, but maybe not for long. Kyler Murray has <laughs> been dominating the whole saga this whole off season, really, in terms of 
Arizona Cardinals news, and with good reason, because they haven't done anything else other than extend James Conner, AJ Green, and Zach Ertz. So, yeah, they they lost Chandler Jones to the Raiders, they lost Jordan Hicks to the Vikings, they lost Chase Edmonds to the Dolphins, they gained Will Hernandez, although how much of a gain is that, really? Um, well, he came highly talented in the draft. <laughs> but... But yeah, the big news is, will Kyler Murray actually be a Cardinal next year? Or will he hold out and decide not to play? Because he... I don't know what it is about Kyler Murray, but he's the most exciting player that I can think of that I I would want to spend the least amount of time with as a human being. Like... It's he because seems his size really... makes him feel like a toddler. Yeah, he he seems really fucking boring though as well. Like he's such a charisma vacuum as a human being, but he's pretending like he's one of these like highly prom- like highly fucking talked about guys or whatever, which I guess he is because we're talking about him, but it just uh, don't try and be an egomaniac. Just fuck off and play baseball if you're going to be a dick. Jesus. <laughs> An open they're, letter they're to gonna, Kyler Murray. They're going to pay There's no doubt in my mind they'll get paid. And it's then, all right. Nobody's a Cardinals fan anyway, so who cares? Exactly. <laughs> I think uh, it's extremely predictable to me that like, it's like, I don't know, the, 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 the Cardinals have done the same thing like for both of the last two years, so when that happens you got to keep the same DNA of the team and just run it back and maybe it won't happen again. Did I ever tell you guys the definition of insanity? (laughs) 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 All right. um, Let's move on to... uh, I'm going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers um, who did a lot of very... What? You doing ones back to back? Well, we could snake it again. I thought we were snaking. Cool. Let's get it snuck. Is it not a snake if you? No, because then I thought uh, the... I thought that the whole I'll, point. Of I'll was allow snake. it. I thought the I just didn't point... want to have the exact same conversation we've just had about Debo Samuel. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, let's uh, fuck it. We'll just go back to the uh, uh, NFC South, Max. Yes. Who you? Who you this is what I. Wanted. I've been waiting all day <laughs> yeah. to talk about the New Orleans Saints. Woo! <laughs> um, talking of um, quarterbacks and issues there within, um, James Winston and Marcus Mariota are both stars in an undone, like a extremely uninspiring NFC South at the moment, uh, which is funny. Um, they didn't really lose many guys. They definitely didn't really gain any guys because of the cap space situation. Like, if you look at who they lost, it's not, you know, 2022 Paul Alexander. Obviously, Teron Armstead is probably someone they would have liked to have kept, but he, he command, he, he, you know, the price that he commands on the market, they, they couldn't afford and probably wasn't worth it to them anyway. Uh, Marcus Williams, they lost, but they gained Marcus May, so it's a Marcus for Marcus situation. Andy Dalton comes in to back up uh, James Winston. That's a funny quarterback to think about. <laughs> Can you imagine a conversation between James <laughs> and Andy Dalton? <laughs> I have got to see that. 
I need to see that interaction. Um, yeah, I mean, Daniel Sorensen comes in, so that'll be fun. Oh, Just another bastard trickling his way into New Orleans. Just as one leaves, it's like a revolving door. Sean Payton yeah. leaves, Daniel Sorensen arrives. They all make their way to the Farm Foods Thunderdome or whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter what happens to the... Um, the little Caesar's Silverdome. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's just like they'll they'll go like five and twelve, and they'll um, they'll hold Tom Brady to combine thirteen points across both games. <laughs> yeah, um, obviously, there's talk that Alvin Kamara may never play again. Wait, really? Is that... Oh shit! Yeah, because he um, he had that car accident, didn't he? What? Wait, no, he, no, because of the an assault charge. Fuck, no, wrong guy. My bad. Yeah, no, my bad, my bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not 100 percent keyed in on this story, but yeah, the last I heard about Alvin Kamara, there was serious talk that he might face time. I'm not heard that. I feel like I would have heard about that if that was true. Yeah, but Sheffield just not reported about it saying that Alvin Kamara has been wrongly accused or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Tweeting out some agent yeah. spiel in the guise of it being yeah. his own opinion. Yeah. Kamara venerated as Hussy leaps in front of Carr or something like that. Man runs into Kamara's <laughs> fist. <laughs> We shouldn't joke about no, it, but Shefter will tweet something like this. People don't. Um, people don't get arrested. People don't get arrested for fights in your leagues. It's just part and parcel of being there. I think. But what about but in Las Vegas? Like, cool, like, jazz, jazzy, jazz fights, like unpredictable movements, um, <laughs> off the cuff uh, stances, and of course, improvised weapon usage. <laughs> <laughs> the three core tenets of any jazz fight. Didn't this? Yeah, it's assault... like a much speedier capoeira. Didn't this happen in Las Vegas though? While he was there yeah. for the Pro Bowl, it did. Yeah, um, which again, um, to be fair, actually, part and parcel of Las Vegas. What happens in Vegas exactly. stays in Vegas. The Vegas fights are just boring and brutal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next, they'll be booking it at the MGM Grand. Next up, he'll be the guy getting hit by a car at the start of the Las Vegas Grand Prix. <laughs> Oh dear. Alright. Uh right. let's move on, Ed, to the north. Um, should we talk let's talk Minnesota, why not? Um I can think of some reasons why not. Because they're really, really good. Um the big <laughs> <laughs> The big thing is that um the big thing is that we signed uh Zedarius Smith. What uh poached him from a local a local rival. Um, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's obviously the big sign, and it, it shores up the position opposite Daniel Hunter. Um, Hunter and Kirk have both received extensions. Other other than that, it's just a rotation of pieces. Like Michael Pierce has left, and Harrison Phillips has arrived. Like Anthony Barr still not got a contract. Probably won't sign a contract. Yeah, Patrick Peterson's sort of bringing the band back together. It's it feels it feels very much like a swan song for this Minnesota team. Like it feels like they are 
getting the band back together one last time and then it's all going to break apart after this season. That's that's my sort of hot take on it. I think I'd that... go along with that bit. Usually whenever you see like a getting the band back together, it usually means that they've done something. <laughs> what do you mean, man? Have you forgotten <laughs> the Minnesota Miracle? It'd be like if... It'd be like, what it'd be like is it'd be like if Fish with a PH would have uh, gotten a one last revival tour or something. That's what <laughs> no, I equate it to. <laughs> what you no, mean? That, what you mean that one fifth of Atomic Kitten isn't allowed to do a revival tour? Fish are the band that they named the best flavor of Ben and Jerry's after. <laughs> <laughs> what baked Alaska? Uh, no fish food. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> I think, yeah, actually, to be fair, the biggest Minnesota news is that Zimmer is out. And I know we discussed it beforehand, but I think I'm I'm very excited to see what Adolfo Mensah and O'Connell can sort of make this team into. Like, we're still at the point where they can put their stamp on it in the draft and seem to have made decent free agency decisions. One of, one of my favourite things, actually, is the pickup of the guard from Denver, Austin Schlotman, whose, whose contract at the moment is just void years. That's my favourite part of it. It's all and Taysom and years. Let's go. An entire contract of Taysom years. It's, yeah, it's a one Taysom year deal. And I think it's based on whether he makes the roster. <laughs> Aren't oh. all contracts based on whether you make the roster? <laughs> Well, I mean, he's been he's been offered incentives to try and make the roster. Is I think basically the, and then they'll sort it out if he makes it. The incentive to make the roster is you get your salary, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think no, I think there is like a good chance that this will be like the last season we see from some uh, like nostalgic Minnesota whites, like you know, <laughs> guys, guys like Thielen. I think Thielen's injury history is probably catching up to him. At the moment, um, obviously, on the other side, Harrison Smith. You know, in in Ed's dream reality, it will have a couple more years to turn up his protege Carl Hamilton into essentially like some sort of Jim Thorpe type NFL legendary figure, and of course Kirk Cousins, who will not be on the Vikings in twenty twenty four. I it it feels weird to me that Kirk Cousins, who was sort of I always thought a bit of a short-term solution coming to the end of his career, but no, he's been there for like six years and is part of the woodwork now. Six six years? Where are you getting that from? How long has he been here for? <laughs> I think four this years. is yeah. I think this is going into his fourth year. Okay, but still, four years in the NFL is a long time. Yeah, when, it's when most when most NFL contracts are at most four years and. A lot of the people that come into the league are out of it somehow. Well, you, Cousins. Well, you have to remember. What you have to remember as well is every single penny that he's earned over that cut over that period has been guaranteed. Oh no! <laughs> I just feel like it's been having Kirk there on those guaranteed contracts has basically been a perfect summation of how the Vikings have been since he got there. <laughs> <laughs> so fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Maybe a little bit of an overpay, but. Fine. He makes, he makes the league ripped up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Right. For the final sweep through of teams, um, 
I'm just going to jettison straight back to the West. We're going to talk Seahawks. Um, ideally, we would have been able to contact Ben, who has just spent the last five years in a bomb shelter, it feels like, just crying about Russell Wilson departing um, to offer his opinions. Will Disley has re-signed for $8 million, Ed. Can you believe that? $8 million for Will Disley. I mean, that is an overpay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They acquired... Well, I say acquired. They were stumped with, in the uh, Wilson trade, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris... Um, they signed Artie Burns from the Bears. They re-signed Rashad Penny. They brought back Kyle Fuller. Sidney Jones is there again. Quandre Diggs has re-signed. Actually, to be fair, the Quandre Diggs one, I uh, I like. I like that he got paid because he was having a nice, uh, pretty nice year before he. What was it that he did? He basically. Like broke his ankle, but like in a pretty gnarly way, right? I, 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 I can't remember exactly. But yeah, yeah, not a particularly nice injury to see, especially when someone's in their like contract year, twenty nine years old. Like at the end, they also got Quentin Jefferson from the Raiders. Um, this would yeah. be an amazing defense in twenty seventeen. Yeah, well. If they'd not also got rid of Bobby Wagner to the Rams, who the Seahawks, they'd be an amazing team in twenty seventeen. Yeah, um, <laughs> the big one really as well. Outside of you know all of the other big ones, Dwayne Brown has departed after what feels like many years as a Seahawk. So there you go. Um, that's pretty much it. That's that's all I can really think regarding this team. I think. I think there's a very important loss that we might just need to touch on briefly. I couldn't I couldn't possibly think of who that might be. The chef himself, perhaps. <laughs> Mr. Lee. <laughs> yeah, Russell Wilson, uh, of course, was traded to the Broncos. We sort of touched upon it from the Broncos side in the AFC one. But from the Seahawks side, that is massive. Now they're going into next season with a quarterback room of Geno Smith and Drew Locke, which I'm going to say it is the worst quarterback room in the NFL by a by a mile. By the this way, this is coming. This is coming from um, the man starting Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> are you going to argue that Drew Locke or Geno Smith are better? Are they're you really? Are Mariota. you are you really going to do this? The Mariota Franks one was pretty rough. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> yeah, Mariota yeah. Franks is. Uh, after you two have both been absolutely ravaging Drew Locke for being rightly shit. Oh, the cat! The cat's dreadful. Is why, Gino am is getting, not. why am I being brought into it? So it was Edge who made the asinine point. You did also bring up the <laughs> Mario Franks one, and again, I'll argue Drew Locke is is comfortably worse. Yeah, is Drew Lock is Drew Lock is in the Blake Bortles range right now. I wouldn't even consider him a third choice quarterback, and he's competing for the starting job with Geno Smith. The only positive for the Seahawks is that they traded away their first round pick to the Jets, and then got a first round pick from the Broncos. So you know, there you go. They might actually want to do something with it. They might want to. They might want to actually um, trade. DK Metcalf, as much as they can, and just 
burn it to the ground and start again. Yeah, it wouldn't be yeah. a bad idea. Uh, do you think they're being tossed Pete Carroll onto the fire? <laughs> there's another team who's in, in potential competition for the number one overall pick, as funny as it's to say. I reckon DK Metcalf on that team would be in pretty uncontent kind of guy. Mm-hmm. It helps that he's massive, right? It helps that he catches contested balls because of how inaccurate Drew Locke is. Yeah, like, that's, that's the only thing to say. Yeah, this is another team that I think is... Actually, to be fair, maybe where they are in the draft because of the Broncos, I think that this is the perfect like range of like it would be fine if they took Malik Willis like here. But the only problem is, is will they? Can you imagine the Kenny Pickett Seattle Seahawks? No, I can imagine the Kenny Pickett Carolina Panthers and nothing more at this point. Yeah, that's the scheme of it. Jesus for me. Christ, they brought Jim Zorn back to play for the. What <laughs> <laughs> is that, Dave Creek? <laughs> All right, let's move on. Max, the tablet. We actually how. Sorry, just quickly, how is it that we haven't done the 49ers yet? We did. No, we didn't. Oh, we no, sh- sorry. Yeah, you you shut me down. All right, we'll do the 49ers then. Fucking, yeah, we'll do it right now. Debo Samuel might leave. It's potential. Oh, he's, a, he's a charisma vacuum. He should just get on with it. <laughs> it's looking, to be fair, actually, Samuel seems more likely like he's about to leave Kyla Marie appears to be just sort of like, am I going to hold out or not? Devo Samuel is like, I am gone. Cheerio, you fuckers. Does anyone know what his problem is? Like, uh, he doesn't want to play running back anymore. That's, makes sense. that's apparently... Yeah, which, I mean, it's the only time that I've ever seen anyone complain because they're being used too much and too varied. But, you know, if he doesn't want to play running back, he shouldn't play running back. Whatever the problem, the problem is it's ultimately self defeating there because nobody's going to pay him the the amount he wants to just be a wide receiver. So any anyone he moves to is going to want to do the same things. Well, I, why not? I, he was an unbelievably good wide receiver. Yeah, he was. I think that you're being a little bit too harsh, but they will also have seen the golden glimmer of oh, we could also put this guy in at running back for a few snaps. Like that will fuck with the other team. A few snaps in the way. Wasn't, so... wasn't he like leading the team in running back snaps? And, like by the end I of think, the season, I think so. Certainly, Tom, you went so Vince McMahon there for a second. It was like, <laughs> it was like a, a little bark. <laughs> um, for the rest of the moves that this team did, Lakin Tomlinson has gone to the Jets. Um, they lost Trent Sheerfield. They lost River Craycraft. None of their losses have been particularly bad Painful. or important. Um, Jaquiski Tart left. That's not a bad thing, I don't think. Um, but they didn't really bring anyone else in from outside that would really be a splash player either. I mean, Charverius Ward, who famously was burned every single time he was thrown at, really, by anyone the Chiefs played. So... No doubt yeah, he'll end up so being well alright. Yeah. And then it just sort of went off a cliff. Yeah. They resigned when... Dante Johnson. Who? Which will be really confusing <laughs> for me. He had 24% snaps. But but... The 49ers are a lot closer to having like three wins than they are to having 13 wins right now. Well, I mean, 
Yeah, okay. I think it depends how early you want to start Trey Lance. I want to sit him again. I'm just, I'm picking up so many red flags about Trey Lance right now. Is it because like, of the fact that they still won't play the rookie? Out, well, the fact that they well, haven't gone rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that's that's not a good sign. It shows that they still don't believe in him. Which I guess he was the one that was the most raw, but like maybe even the highest upside guy. That... He was the guy who played like twelve collegiate games. Yeah, like his floor could have been. Geno Smith and his ceiling could have been like Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. His floor could be Paxton Lynch. Yeah, there there (laughs) is no like who is this guy? But the Paxor. (laughs) But yeah, like if it's if it requires him sitting behind Jimmy G again, then I won't be watching another 49ers game this year. The, the problem is that the other thing about Garoppolo is I don't trust any player to hide. Yeah. <laughs> like, what insight do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is offering the QB room? <laughs> Not it's all it's bar, a Nice coffee shops. There's all the hair gel <laughs> You want to you wanna get your hands and you want to dip them in the caviar. Oh my god! That is horrible. We never did caviar fingers for this year, but we'll have to do it post draft. We'll do it post draft in the off season uh, no man's land. All right, let's move on. I'm sick of the NFC West. Let's go Buccaneers. Well, talking of things, I'm sick of. (laughs) Um, The Buccaneers did that thing where they bring back everyone circuitously, so but they bring back like everyone they had last year. I mean, not many people left. JPP left. They brought in Logan Ryan and Jack Mason with, like, the fifth and Keanu Neal. Lost OJ Howard. Rojo. Uh, Alex Kappa, who you guys seem to think was, like, an important player. You bring in Russell Gage, to be fair. Yeah, maybe the offense can be better than last year. I mean, I would definitely have them as the second favorites in the NFC right now behind the Rams. Um, but, I don't know. I just hope that Tom Brady looks sad out there because he's wasted a lot of my time this year. Fair. I want him to go outside. Yeah, fair. I'm at the point where I want him to go outside as well. He's not yeah. better than us. If he'd have gone out at the end of last season, then I'd have been like, all right, this is fine. You've you've done it now. Thank you, Tom. Whatever. Cheerio. We've, we said our goodbyes. Him coming back, I want him to have the Peyton Manning 2015 season. My fear is that he eclipsed, was eclipsed with the Peyton Manning final regular season game where he registers a zero passer rating, gets pulled in the second quarter for Brock Osweiler, throws like five be... interceptions and eight incompletions on 13 it... attempts. I was going to say it would be... Um... Still be Brock Osweiler, but it'd be even better be playing Gabbert. Yeah. Oh. The Gabbert game. Sub yeah. Gabbert. Imagine being sub Gabbert. He's got the gift of the Gabbert. Hey! Oh. Alright, let's move on, please. Fuck oh, him, whoa, please. whoa. Just, we do need to talk about the fact that BA's gone and Byron Leftwich is the. You're right. You're absolutely Not Byron Leftwich. Not Byron Leftwich. Todd Byron Leftwich. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed, to the Green Bay Packers. 
Hashtag nice game of balls. <laughs> to finish this off, Packers, I, Ed, I, and I guess I, Max, I, if you want. I think I saved the easy one for last because their biggest signing is the man with the bronze leg, Pat O'Donnell. Yeah. Uh, that's that. Honestly, that's really all there is. Like, other than just a series of detra- subtractions, some of them in the form of additions, like Billy Turner as subtraction by addition, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was, Billy Turner was good. I don't know who they're going to have to take right tackle because wait, they're Billy back Turner up there left. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. He's a, he's an addition by subtraction. Let's see, like, uh, I mean, the bit the main thing to come out of this is: Did you see that um, Kansas City are paying MVS thirty million dollars? What the fuck? Not Why? not for a year. <laughs> no, it's for, oh, okay. <laughs> three years, ten mil, ten million, which is still a lot of MVS. Yeah, they must think they, that they can use them. I mean. Yeah, shit, the, the offense is going to have to be reworked. I mean, it would be interesting. I'm a little bit worried about David Bakhtiari, um, where he is, because obviously he barely played last year and the recovery from the ACL tear was just not, it didn't go to plan. Um, but they re-signed um, Russell Douglas and DeAndre Campbell, who sort of became like spiritual leaders <laughs> for the defense. <laughs> um, and I talked about it, but bringing Jared Reed and like, give an opportunity to get um, a little bit more rest for Kenny Clark, which could be really helpful. But yeah. it's a lot... There's a lot up in the air right now. I don't know what they're going to look like next year. Jaron Reed is an Ed guy, actually, so I'm sad that he's gone to the pack. Um, I think where... I suppose we can sort of, like, bring in the draft a little bit. A lot of, pe- a lot of people are saying they'll go at least one wide receiver in that first round. What are, what are your thoughts, Max? Um... I'm a little. I don't really know because when someone asked um, Gooty, it's funny in a British accent, isn't it? Gooty, Gooty, Brian, Brian Gooty, yeah. Brian, someone asked him about, about the draft, and his sort of instant response was to say, "Well, the Packers have had great success drafting receivers in the second round," and that kind of makes me a little bit nervous. But it is also true, like obviously, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb. I think James Jones, some of their best receivers are in the second round, but like if there's guys on the board in that when they get there, maybe maybe their first one, their first pick, they might consider a defensive player. I've seen them mock to take George Karloftis out of Purdue a lot, the edge rusher, which doesn't make too much sense because Rashawn Gary's there, Preston Smith had a really nice year last year. I don't think it's their like biggest position of need. I think yeah, I mean, no one's going to take a right tackle in the first round either, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do a little bit of wheeling and dealing with one of their picks. But I'm open-minded because, in in theory, they're, they're going to have a solid defence and above-average quarterback play. Max. <laughs> um, but I, I'm not expecting them to, to win it all. Because we didn't talk about it in the AFC episode because it was more Raiders-focused, Devontae Adams leaving the Packers... It's a serious problem. It is, isn't it? It's just like a just 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 a smidge of an issue, you know. The thing is, maybe the best wide receiver in the entire NFL and Aaron Rodgers' only reliable safety blanket. Yeah, I mean the volume of targets is like a big thing. I'll be interested to see how Adams looks in Las Vegas because, like, 
Aaron Rodgers has like a guy. He always has like a guy who just forms like a, a bizarrely supernatural connection with like you forget about Jordy Nelson, like prime Jordy Nelson. The Packers was like a really good, like probably top. In his peak seasons, you might even say he was is getting to like top five, perhaps around about yeah, that discussion. Jordy Nelson was great, but like he wasn't that talented a player. No, like that was just a prime example of of being able to form that bond. So, Devontae Adams has a lot more tools than Jordy Nelson did, so I expect he'll be better. But will he be as good? With Derek Carr, who's not and as good a quarterback as Rodgers, it's hard to say. And the big problem is, obviously, Rodgers takes time to develop that bond with the guys, and he often, like, you know, rookie receivers don't get along with him, so who knows? Who knows? Fair enough. All right. Can I go on? Do one more question for Max, just because it was a problem that I always used to have with, like, the Vikings teams of the like, 19, where it was like, I feel like this Packers team is suddenly so studs and scrubs. Like, I feel like it's suddenly, like, some brilliant players and some, like, proper no-namers, like, thrust into the first team. That's what happens when you're paying a guy like that. When you're paying that quarterback contract. I mean, it's happening to the Chiefs with that Mahomes contract kicking in. I think it's just part and parcel. Like, that's why we talked about the Bears having a quarterback on a rookie contract and they're not at all maximising that. That's the whole point, is like you do get to a point where it is studs and scrubs. and I think the Packers have depth in a, a few positions. Like I think they're going to have one of the league's better secondaries next year. Um, I think they're going to have, in theory, some good linebacker play. Um, the offensive line is a bit of a positioning, a bit of a like concerning position, but I don't know, teams like the Packers and teams like the Steelers tend to coach guys up somehow. They always seem to have decent offensive lines. So well, ten. I don't know. It, Last year, no one's standing it. <laughs> it's possible that Rogers like falls back into the habits that he had in like twenty seventeen and eighteen, where he's just not trusting anyone, and there might well be good reasons for that. And then you get stuck in a rut. You get stuck in bad habits. Go. It's, I mean, we've seen the Packers go like six and ten back then. I mean, obviously that was when Rogers was hurt, so I don't think that's their flaw. But don't feel great. <laughs> Alright, I, I would still pick them to win the division, but I don't feel great. <laughs> what is this, their what floor? Is? Yeah. What do I think their floor is? Uh, we'll, we'll say notwithstanding in our Aaron Rodgers injury year. Huh? We'll say notwithstanding in Aaron Rodgers injury year. Yeah, I would say their floor for the upcoming season is probably eight and nine. Okay. Alright. Let's uh, let's get out of here because it's getting pretty late and I haven't eaten yet. So, um, oh yeah, thank you to everyone uh, for listening. Um, we will be probably doing a draft recap episode post draft. Um, if you want some more insightful draft content, uh, we, me and Ed specifically, uh, went onto the UK Draft Punks podcast. Um, friend of the show, Kev, etc., invited us all back on. And uh, yeah, we we didn't make an ass of ourselves because our idiot savant wasn't picking Terence Marshall twice. Um, <laughs> but other than that, those guys and plenty of other in the NFL UK scene um, have plenty more draft content specifically, and we'll be lending our own little spin on things post draft uh, just to just to 
wet the whistle about whether or not that's going to be interesting or not. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, thank you to everyone for listening and we'll look to see everyone through the Wild West that is late April to August in the NFL. Oh. <laughs> Ed, have you got a closing remark? Just uh, roll on season four of the Step Up Alert pod. Yeah, baby. Max. One nil to the team in red. <laughs>